0: broadcasting network because you can handle the truth truth, truth.
1: Radio. I know it's been a while. I I think this might actually be the first time this month that we've done a podcast. It's the 18th day of November going into Turkey Week. Uh, A lot to get into. Uh, It's 2018. If you're not sure what year you're in, I don't know, for legal purposes, when they come back to sue us for this show, uh, they'll have some kind of reference. Uh, Maybe that's why we say it. I don't know. Uh, You could be part of the show. It's been so long. Oh, by the way, my name is Doug Owen. I am the senior editor of blacklistednews.com. That's part of my intro. Uh, the The mantra for the show is over the target, under the radar, and that is how we proceeded for a decade plus. Um, you can find my work, the articles that we find particularly interesting, and we discuss on the show at blacklistednews.com. You can go to the website dedicated to this show, blacklistedradio.com, lots of cool things including an interactive troll room that you can be part of the show at. Uh, You can also call us. Bring your thoughts to the table at 800-313-9443. Ken, behind the glass, will be happy to answer your phone calls as he produces the show. And we thank him for doing so. And, um, yeah, pretty excited to be back. There is a whirlwind. The world has changed (laughs) since we uh, last did our podcast. The results... Somewhat contested in Florida, but what's new uh, of the 2018 midterm elections are not shocking. Um, there are some really interesting takeaways. Of course, here in Texas, I was excited to talk about the Beto, Beto, Auroric revolution and its shortcoming in the state of Texas for the Senate seat of incumbent Ted Cruz. Cruz prevailed slightly, barely. And, um, you know, the one thing that was pretty astonishing, and, and this probably happened in your retro or your respective states and countries where you have elections. Um, number one, the biggest takeaway for me, I'll just jump to it. Why beat around the bush? Uh, people other than Democrats and Republicans where I live got one point eight to zero point eight percent of the vote. So pretty Disappointing, of course. You know, we have a two party system in this country and the ability for people to vote outside of that or to look for other solutions and the mental enslavement around that only a Republican and only a Democrat uh, can win and that your vote matters. It doesn't matter if you vote for one of them, you're wasting your vote. And somehow it's not wasted on the other two candidates. So, I mean, a lot more of the same. Uh, the blue wave definitely happened here. I live in Williamson County, which has traditionally been Republican since you know the Dixiecrats <laughs> Democrat uh, back in the '60s and Republican since I don't know since Reagan probably, and um, it has turned blue. And of course, uh, along with the urban sprawl and uh, middle middle income Americans and younger voters, uh, we saw even in this state a huge shift in uh demographics even with the gerrymandering which almost makes a lot of the the voting voting uh mood (laughs) you should see some of the gerrymandered districts that we have around this state um so of course the the question is did the russians hack the vote no not a lot of that (laughs) not a lot of that um you know did the Democrats rig the vote? Did the Republicans rig the vote? Um, you know all of the counting and you know ballot box shenanigans that happened in places like Florida did once again and uh, Governor uh, Scott is i don't know holding office with zero point three percent and uh people people will you know use it as uh i don't know another kind of distraction because ultimately right here on this show not too worried about um, the validity of the vote. I'm really not because people are still voting in the same people over and over again. And uh, that that really limits choice. So, you know, quite frankly you know, if they slide Republican or Democrat one way or another uh, you're going to have a pro-war candidate. You're going to have a pro-Federal Reserve candidate. You're going to have a pro uh, non- non-binding budget candidate that uh, will suit their own purposes and, um, you know, quite frankly if you vote for a Republican, not necessarily going to be that great on gun control and some of the things that you would think that are traditionally uh, Republican or at least current establishment Republican and some of the people on the left aren't that great on the environment and other things that you would think uh, Democrats would be covering. So, I mean you know the takeaways of obviously the, the the demographics the voting public uh the shift in consciousness and and the zeitgeist if you will towards a more blue democratic or Dem- democratic kind of <laughs> I don't know about that democrat uh you know shift is um uh on its way now a lot of those people that are young voting uh, Democrats may start leaning right later in life, and that's what uh, happens to a lot of us as we see how the world works, and uh, you know we become dim, <laughs> dim, and less brightened to radical ideas. Democratic socialism, the the rantings of Bernie Madoff and the like—they're just not as illustrious. Um, you know the California wildfires unprecedented uh, i think the the death toll is at 48 and you know just the horrifying videos and the experiences the traumatic experiences that uh people uh, have to undergo is just it's mind boggling you know you have a like a several year drought in some of these areas um huge wind and i, I guess it's somewhat contested whether it's an electrical power line or somebody barbecuing uh as to how the fires originated, global warming, um, <laughs> the, the modern climate change, man-made climate change has uh, definitely been a, a talking point because it always is with with, with almost anything that happens, uh, weather related. Um, you know, it, it 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 it's more extremes. Interestingly enough, um, California fire is now blocking out the sun they're saying it's going to lower temperatures by 10 degrees i mean the air quality just has to be uh horrible and (laughs) no hipsters you cannot use your beards to shield yourself from uh carbon uh um intake (laughs) to smoke intake carbon i was thinking is it monoxide i think it is carbon monoxide it's not going to protect you from that and um you know, there's a there's a lot of startups and uh, people that are selling masks. Um, the mask business is going to go um, sky high and building and rebuilding. And uh, you know what what the fate of California will be um, remains to be seen. But you know, Paradise, California. I mean, the just I mean, it's horrific. My uh, father-in-law and mother-in-law lost their home just about four years ago, I think it is now. And the Bastrop wildfires, just about 45 miles from me, lost their home, lost everything. And so, um, to those people, uh, I can, I can empathize. I can, I can't even imagine, um, you know, and then the memes, you know, showing the people living in, uh, the, 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 the fire refugees, if you will, um, escapees living in, you know, shoddy tent cities and then comparing it with the beautiful, wonderful tent cities that they have given to the uh, migrant caravan that have uh, made their way into the United States, jumping the uh, border there in Tijuana. I saw a lot of videos. Zero Hedge did some pretty good coverage of the the uh, the Mexican people themselves uh, being very, very uh, anti-Honduran, uh, anti-Central American and uh, telling these people to go home, that they're not welcome, that they're leaving trash, that they're, you know, this is this is not the right way and that they need to, you know, stay at home. Stay at home. Don't come to the – don't come to Mexico. And, uh, of course, that's not going to get a lot of mainstream media coverage, highly unpopular. Uh, wildly popular is this idea that, you know, we should have no border, no process to get into the United States. And then you know, I would think, well – Look at all the people, you know, the million plus that migrate legally into the U.S. or granted amnesty or you know, refugee status, whatnot. People that you know help us in war. Um, those people usually make it to the the top of the list. But there's plenty of people coming into the country, and uh, you know, it's a huge vetting process. You know, you make them bow allegiance to the state and uh a lot of people just seem so warm and welcoming and uh just you know there's no th- no such thing as an illegal person i guess th- every other country th- there's illegal people and they have a process but uh somehow the united states should not be i don't know I, it, it just it, it kind of baffles me <laughs> i don't know what to say to to those people other than you know i i i feel your frustration and us uh neo liberal politics policies i mean i could point at hillary clinton i could point at the last you know 40 years of geo strategy in the south american content the continent rather that has um you know created the economic malaise that uh, we have in central america of course venezuela um trying to get out of the U.S. imposed sanctions that are um, designed to cripple Maduro. I mean, openly, and of course, the the people on the ground are, the, the, are are suffering. Not to say that Maduro is a good guy or that he is, you know, somebody that should be in power. That's not a another crony. Um, but uh, the U.S. has done everything it can to uh, just exasperate the situation, and uh, well. Uh, some of those national or u s funded n- non governmental organizations have been up to uh spending a lot of money in uh Nicaragua that came out from the intercept uh this this month they spent you know a few million dollars making signs and uh giving ortega uh, uh something to you know i mean a bad look you know getting people beaten and uh pepper sprayed in in order to Make uh, Noriega or excuse me Noriega Ortega look like the 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 monster the u s. portrays him to be because he's not friendly to u s neoliberal policies and the like. so um yeah, you know I, I think that when we talk about the border situation, why these people want to come here, and of course why a lot of these countries are screwed up, um, you can blame socialism, obviously, I mean in Mexico, people aren't allowed to own property or firearms and uh well we we've seen how uh, that has uh proliferated into i mean just you know where you have death camps when people take on the drug dealers or take on the corrupt state uh they end up uh in in the desert somewhere buried and you know people search and search and search for missing buses full of children in places like Mexico so i don't know how much you want that over here and how much <laughs> you want to embrace that that uh, uh, cultural uh, system. But uh, there's a lot of people that think there's nothing wrong with it. They want the borders open, and I don't know how that's become Democrat or a Republican issue. It's just become – I don't know. Kind of silly. Kind of silly. Uh, I don't – mean to rant and rave on the migrant caravan because I'm, of course I think that it mostly is a political football. There's people jumping the border all the time and you have ICE and the, the Department of Homeland Security and now the Pentagon working with the Department of Homeland Security uh, to to uh, uh, you know go after those nor-do-wells. This is something that probably would have made the radar in the alternative media. It would have been a bad thing if it wasn't Donald Trump. So many of those people on the alternative, quote un, somewhat alternative media, have become uh, Trumpo fans or Trumpians. Um, I, I think that he gets a unfair uh, criticism and ridiculous um, uh, coverage by the media, but doesn't mean that I necessarily endorse all of his policies. And while people are talking about Jim Acosta and whether he has a constitutional right to get into. The, the 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 media storm into the, the S show <laughs> that uh that that uh, Trump's press briefings have become uh that becomes a big talking point. Just thought I should mention this before I do talk about Jim Acosta because why not? Everybody else has he's low hanging fruit and it's an I, I have a take. Uh, This comes out of NextGov. The Pentagon and Homeland Security Department have established a memorandum of understanding that details how the departments will work together on cybersecurity in the future. Homeland Security official confirmed Wednesday that agreement, quote, reflects the commitment of both departments in collaborating to improve the protection and defense of the U.S. homeland strategic cyber threats. So, you know, we can just talk about how this rolls into uh, the everyday monitoring and operation of the U.S. Internet, quite honestly, quite honestly. Um, and when you have the army militarizing the Internet, attacking infrastructure, something that you know five years ago the U.S. government said it would never, ever, ever, ever do. And now they say, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we take on – I mean they have commercials about it now. So that's why I take a lot of what people in government – Especially with lots of power and huge, um, you know, multi-billion-dollar budgets, say about how technology will be used in the future and who the target will be. If you don't think that you might be the target at some point? Then you're not a very radical person, and you don't have a lot of. I mean, I, I, even the people that support Ocasio, uh, they have to, to have to think. Well, man, at some point, we're going to be the. We're going to be the people that the state is going after. If they're not, I mean, that just shows how short-sighted some of these wannabe radicals are. Um, So yeah, November snow and Texas experts warn decreased solar activity will shatter all global climate models. Models, economic models. I mean, I've made models and mobiles and other things. (laughs) I've got a buddy who is a... He is a bona fide economist from Texas State University and we, we discussed the economic models and whatnot that he uh went to school to, to create and all of the fallacy of models, no matter how genuine or well intended or even, you know, with the best most accurate information. Um models are just that. That's why, you know, it's not a I guess it's a forecast uh of sorts, but anyway, this kind of spoils the the fun because all these numbers about trying to reduce carbon emissions that will somehow equate if we spend enough money enough government taxes we give enough power to (laughs) the imf and uh, the troika over there across the pond and if we can stop that dang theresa may and brexit then we can we can bring the temperature down Well, solar spots are responsible for a lot of the heat that we feel here on planet Earth. And when they are absent, according to experts and scientists, the temperature decreases. Not to mention the fact that we're going to have a lot of pollution due to the fire and whatnot uh, over California. It's going to be cold. It's going to be colder. Are we going to go into an ice age? I don't know. (laughs) Quite literally, you don't know. How many solar spots will there be next year? Will it be warmer? You know, you can go with trends. Trends are what most people, most forecasters look at. You know, the 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 averages. Most people that bet on college basketball look at trends. (laughs) Uh, People that do uh, predictive analysis, computers, models—they they're based on trends, and that's all they're based on. So I just think it's interesting. Kind of stabs the uh those that believe that they can control the temperature that's that's not so much that I'm a climate denier uh or that I think about the the huge scientific experiment which is pulling so much carbon from the earth and releasing it. you know where does it go? does it come back down? Does gravity really actually bring that carbon back down at some point? Does pollution attach to it, and then makes it heavy enough to come down? All of those things are very debatable, and I, I think that there's a lot of people that do it quite well scientifically. But I almost feel that those conversations, those points, you know, debating on who's going to win the election, are almost like these climate models that are all wrong now. They'll have to be repredicted so that they can continue to keep the illusion that they know what they're talking about so that you'll continue to listen to them and give them money and all of those things that uh, people in government and in the private sector around the world and uh, right here on the show want from you.
2: Attention RBN listeners. Dr. Ignatius Piazza, founder of Front Sight Firearms Training, and fate have come together to allow RBN to run another fundraiser till the end of the year. We didn't really expect this opportunity, but thankfully, it's here and running as you hear this. We've set a goal of 500 donations by the end of the year, which averages around six per day, seven days a week. When you realize all the folks listening to RBN all hours of the day and night, we think our goal is realistic and extremely critical to keep RBN on the air. If everybody listening will seriously assess their ability with firearms and then take advantage of this opportunity, we feel our goal is very conservative. Please take the time to look over Front Sight's website to get an idea of an amazing facility and the world-class training that's going on there. If this interests you, you likely will have like-minded friends that would like to know. Tell them. If for some reason some listeners are not personally interested, consider sons and daughters, close friends, nieces or nephews, top-valued employees, inform club members, share the opportunity with police and fire departments. It's not too early to plan Christmas presents for special people. This fundraiser has come in an extremely critical time for RBM because the dire need for equipment upgrades. We're running on the spare tire currently with no money to fix a flat and the fuel gauge is bouncing on E. This is one of the most valuable ways you can help RBN financially because you get Commander Lifetime Membership Value that is 50 times your donation and can be passed on forever. How many times during life do you get to leave a legacy? See more details and contact info on our webpage, Broadcasting.
3: Extend
1: your life with extend over. What does it matter? Five point nine trillion dollars spent in. The war on terror, keeping you safe from the threat from without, from within, from everywhere that, you know, they didn't have. We didn't have this global war on terror, this never-ending windfall of cash for the military-industrial complex. We would not be safe from China. We would not be safe from Russia. We would not be able to enjoy the free world that we enjoy today. That is what we are to believe and, uh, well, the Pentagon failed its first ever audit. Not a big shocker. <laughs> Not a big story. Nobody thought that the Pentagon could be audited. I mean, that, that I guess that would, you know, we, we would have to question the black budget and the billions of dollars that go into all sorts of funding for Q Intel and colleges and bringing technology and all the stuff that, you know, uh, Google is helping them with. In the robotics autonomous weapons department, uh, the, you know all all of the, the zero day, kill your kill your nuclear, <laughs> your nuclear uh uh what were those things in Iran the centrifuges, <laughs> send them scrambling, make them listen to ACDC the kind of technology that the US supposedly has. I mean, I could come up with a thousand examples of weird things that apparently we're able to do with that five point nine trillion dollars. Um, that we've spent, but you know that's only you know painting a portion of the picture. I saw a report over the weekend. I don't know if this is interesting to any of you either. That the U.S. average Americans and debt of the average, we uh, not average, but uh, total debt, consumer debt is thirteen point nine trillion dollars. You know, trillions the new billion. Used to be when you would hear the word billion, you're like, Whoa, holy crap. It's a lot of money. Now a billion just I mean, we spent I don't know, you can spend a billion on uh, a new drug coming to market and you know, it might not even might not even serve the public for a billion dollars. And billion's not much these days in the grand scheme of ever ending, ever expanding debt and growth and all the other things that go along with uh the current debt uh, debt enslavement system better known as uh, financialization i don 't know um, we can we can debate that all the time saw an interesting um, story that you know i don't, I don't this kind of it doesn 't surprise me and i don 't know if it 's shocking a million Americans are now living in their rVs full time as the American dream continues to be redefined. And I tell you what, living in an RV in a a coastal town where you can go fishing and uh, live out your days in a pretty reasonable uh, financial uh, (laughs) situation, it's not what people – most people would want, although it it, it doesn't sound far from idyllic for me, (laughs) quite honestly. And it's always been my backup game plan uh, because – Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I only have so many talents, and uh, this uh, this ride's only so long. So, ending up in an RV in a small coastal town is not the worst thing that can happen to me. And I'm surprised that um, it's it's you know only a million. I'm really surprised that it's only a million people. I don't know how uh, this could uh, you know be an accurate number. I have to think that there's more. Could you imagine living in an RV on a permanent basis? On the one hand, such a lifestyle can offer a sense of freedom that is absolutely exhilarating. Instead of being tied down to just one place, you can freely travel the country and live anywhere that you want. Such a lifestyle makes it easy to escape the cold in the winter and the heat in the summer. And if you don't like your neighbors, you can literally leave the next day. But of course, there are a lot of negatives, too. Life in an RV can be extremely cramped. There's very little privacy. And most people have to cut their possessions way, way down in order to fit all of their things into an RV. Living on the road constantly can get really old because you have to sacrifice many of the comforts of a traditional home in order to live in such a lifestyle on a full-time basis. But without a doubt, more Americans are choosing to go this route than ever before. In fact, the RV Industry Association says that a million Americans now live in their RVs full-time. So that's not people that just own you know, a pop-up. That's people that are the new nomads, if you will. And I don't know if that's a bad thing, if it's just – you know, it's another option. You know, to to to, to uh, you know, I I don't know, living in government subsidized homes or maybe a tent city. Um, it's a a a a backup plan that you know, a lot of people probably would not want to take, but um, you know, it's there. It's there. It's an it's a better option today than it was in twenty. 20- you know, 2000, 2018, the RVs, the market and the, the you know, the, I mean, you, you know, not to say that you couldn't live on a large piece of land and buy it and live in an RV uh, because it's just cheaper and easier and mobile, you know. So these things are very, very subjective, but they do highlight the, the lack or the changing American dream and, and how that's being realized by people. And so I don't necessarily think that everything that's happening, you know, especially with the RV market is a sign of doom, (laughs) economic doom. There's plenty of those out there, plenty. Uh, But especially with that, the inability to pay this off, somebody holds the bag. The question is, will it be you? Probably the government that will ask you for more money and just uh, continue to borrow into The Oblivion. Guys, quick break. Back on the other side with much more. It's your show, Blacklisted Radio. You are tuned in
2: to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. This is too good to be true, except this time it is real, 100%, no joke. How about a $25,000 membership to Front Sight Firearms Training Facility as a thank-you bonus for a one-time donation to RBN of only $500? It is a Commander Lifetime membership with no yearly fees or dues. The training is free for the rest of your life with over 50 different classes. Then leave it to your designated beneficiary. You provide you approved firearm, holster, ammo, eye, and ear protection. Many features and bonuses are included, more than you would ever expect or believe. This is the ultimate graduation present, wedding gift, etc., etc. See the details. Go to RBN's webpage and FrontSite.com to make it happen. You will hear this offer only on this radio network. Help keep RBN
0: alive. five. Many people write us about their experience with Extendivite. Allow me to read you one from Amazon.com. I just wanted you to know I saw my doctor and I laughed because he said, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. I have been taking Extendivite. I had borderline high blood pressure, heart flutter, high cholesterol. I changed my diet and included Extendivite with an amazing turnaround for the better. A few months later, I had a doctor's appointment and took a stress test. I passed. No heart flutter. Blood pressure was perfect. My doctor even took me off my medicine. I thank you truly from the bottom of my heart. This stuff works, and I'm so grateful for Extendivite. Thank you, Justin G. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life
3: with stand
4: over.
0: All field, right, so a the pond,
1: people are not happy about gas prices one of the things that people in this state love is gas just ask Ted Cruz he's a big frecklelish fracking fan and when it comes to constitutional rights of you and your aquifer, maybe not so much with Ted Cruz, but that's okay. Um, gas, according to Ken, coming down from uh, what I call North Austin, which is the big D Dallas here to Round Rock, where I live, where RBN is located. He said that gas was two oh three. Now, if you're living on the left coast, that might sound re- – or, or the east coast, that might seem like a crazy price. That's actually down almost 30 since I think since the last time I filled up just a few days ago, but I was looking at what's happening in France. Now, if you haven't noticed, some people are dying, and over 250,000 people are protesting fuel prices in France. Over here across the pond, not so much. But um, you know, the French government is very authoritarian in what it's trying to accomplish in uh, penalizing those that use petrol. And you know, fighting fighting climate change and all the aforementioned things to bring the temperature of the Earth down, and you know, people are not a not not thrilled about it. Now, you know, I, I thought it was interesting, of course. You know, with Macron, he, he basically grovelled to Trump and said that they would pay NATO more, but you wouldn't know that listening to the mainstream media uh, when talking about you know the 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 summit and whether or not when. When was Donald Trump talking to his favorite authoritarian, Vladimir Putin? So anyway, uh, saw this, and it uh, it just rings true. Uh, this is from Macron. Macron's uh, popularity, by the way, is dipping badly. People are not happy about this situation. There, but he is uh, out there talking about the new Franco-German alliance to equip Europe for the future challenges that they will face, and that is something that's used to be taboo. I guess it's not now, and that's a Union army for the EU, for the Troika, for the Francos and the Germans. Which I don't know, maybe a scary prospect considering World War Two. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what uh what this will be used for, but probably not fighting the Russians and I doubt that they're going to be using it to protect themselves from the Chinese. Though that will be the claim. What they want is to quell the hundreds of thousands of uh malcontents and uh upset people that will be more and more pissed off as the austerity and uh you know agenda 21 Uh, taxation and uh, the a-holes in Brussels that uh, control their economies, the decisions that they make. They understand that the French people are already upset. I mean, if you ask them to work four-day work, well, they'll come out with torches and pitchforks. Just kidding, Frenchies. Just kidding. I wasn't one of those people out there pouring out the wine when they questioned invading Iraq like so many other, I don't know, people don't remember that and. Some of the some of the kids that are alive today that are in the U.S. military uh, were not alive to see uh, how this you know five point nine trillion dollar spending spree was kicked off. Yeah, here we go. This came out of Cryptogon via Bloomberg. Bloomberg, is it loads? Loading, yes. Household debt hit record high of 13.5 trillion dollars last quarter last quarter flows of student debt into serious delinquency and 90% uh, of 90 days or more rose to 9.1% in the third quarter from 8.6 in the previous quarter according to data from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York they should know shouldn't they <laughs> they know how much debt there is We don't know who owns them. We don't know a lot of things about the Federal Reserve or how they make magic money. Most people don't understand how they make magic money, but um, they know that they're a bank. (laughs) That's what they are. Not part of the government. Or are they? Are they? Uh, Yeah, there's a a lot – for the Department of Homeland Security to glean from their new relationship with the Pentagon working on cybersecurity. The Root has this. 39 domestic terrorists arrested in white supremacist gang sting. These guys got some fake pipe bombs, fake grenades, because they all have stickers that say ATF inert. I don't know what that means, that they defuse them. Anyway, pictures of rocket launchers. Uh, this came out of the root so um interesting um i'm sure there are some some white supremacist gangs there's a new report that people are actually going to the ukraine white supremacists in this country and hooking up with uh ukrainian supported militias and training in uh, different tactics i guess they're going to use to beat up the antifa and other people and uh you know get out there and start their mantra of blood and soil and such such things fear to believe this report, but, um, you know, this does kind of highlight where the shift will be towards these, you know, I, I mean, you're hearing it all the time. It's not my opinion. It's just the threat. The threat is now white males. White people are bad. They have classes about it. <laughs> Should be feeling bad if you're white. It's the next step. Uh, it's so the next big thing, I guess, in the world of keeping people in there. Oh, just you know, distracted and uh, you know, infighting, things like that that uh, you know distract away from the inability for the average citizen to control their their own finances outside of what they they earn. They cannot control the silent partner, which is the government through things as and equated as voting, even if the voting machines didn't overheat. (laughs) Even if they worked, you're still going to uh, be uh, subject. I saw this one. Uh, The DEA and ICE are now hiding surveillance cameras and streetlights. A lot of people want to get rid of ICE, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. It's not like a, oh, they're doing such a great job, and, you know, of course, if you if you look at them, the root of most issues, you know the war on drugs is, uh, you know, the border war. That's really what they're fighting. They're, they, you know, protecting the border from bad people. Bad people are created from bad economic policies. You know, Al Capone was a product of prohibition, not of, I don't know, all the other things you could call him a product of. So I, I say the thing, same thing about the drug war. The DEA. Uh, this is from NextGov. That <laughs> so it's not a. It's not a conspiracy site. Uh, the, the Drug Enforcement Administration and Immigration and Customs Enforcement have hidden an undisclosed number of covert surveillance cameras in, ins- inside of streetlights around the county. Federal contracting documents reveal this is just one place where this uh, became known to people that re- you know, actually got a FOIA, a Freedom of Information uh, Act, going. Um, you know, and it requires a lawyer, so you know. There's groups like EFF and some of these others that go out there. Uh, There's a Texas company called Cowboy Street Light Concealments LLC. Roughly made $2,000 from this uh, procurement data uh, in June of 2018. And, you know, I I mean, this is just more of the same. You know, if you're out in public, I mean, we were talking about it during the break, Ken and I. You know, he's going to be flying to, I think, Kentucky. And you know, the, uh, most Americans are not aware that across the the country, the Safe Traveler Program and new DHS TSA improvements are using biometric facial recognition going through the airports. Now, they'll scrutinize the hell out of you when you want to come into this country on a plane. If you just walk here, I guess they don't want any scrutiny. <laughs> people, people, the average citizen just commuting around. Planet uh, around the United States is willing to go through. I don't know, you know, over ten thousand square miles of constitutional free zone anywhere near a border. You, know, you can have your your electronic data, your phones, your tablets, your your papers, your personal possessions taken with n- virtually no no uh, uh, legal recourse. Um, and you know, the con- it's constitution free area. Same thing when you come into this country with any kind of personal electronics there. There's plenty of Israeli companies that produce products that will break right into them. And the Department of Homeland Security and the TSA and ICE and all of them are are using them to uh, get all of your contacts and your tweets. And there's new legislation being thrown out there in New York State where in order to get a permit to own a firearm, they're going to go through your Facebook profile. (laughs) So some bureaucrat or some algorithm at some point get to determine whether you get a firearm based on how angry and maybe political or uh, heated your comments on Twitter may be. I don't know. But people are willing to to, to forego all of their own personal private uh, Fourth Amendment rights to travel in the United States of America because of safety. For safety, right? Because of the, we, we're scared of the terrorists. But when it comes to the border, those same people. <laughs> no, nope, just let anybody in. What if they're terrorists? I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out. They don't blow up anything that we know they're good, hardworking people. The logical fallacies, the cognitive dissonance that goes into you know, trying to analyze what average people think I th- it is is – not to say that I'm a b- better than that. I'm sure I engage in... Co- I have cognitive biases and such, but geez. jeez. Jeez. Uh, let's see. Uh, the U.S. has now admitted shocking top commander in this interview that uh, they cannot win militarily in Afghanistan. Interesting piece that came out that we hadn't had a chance to talk about, but... When you look at opium production, okay, the proof is in the pudding. If you look at what was accomplished in Afghanistan, it was very little about the 3,000 people that died, the vindication of them by killing terrorists and uh, allegedly killing Osama bin Laden. I only say that because – what else do you say about you know <laughs> uh, an operation where almost all of the participants have died or uh, gone to jail? Uh, one guy for writing a book and uh, he, I, I think they did discussing secrets and some other shenanigans that went on. And then they just dump him into the ocean so nobody can martyr the grave. I mean that's convenient. Why wouldn't you torture the man to death if he's the – the, the the man behind Al Qaeda. Wouldn't you want to know something? I mean, we we torture low level, you know, security guards and other um, malcontents and nor do Wells down there in Gitmo, but we didn't want to torture this guy. I mean, that's that's the kind of logic I put into it. You know, it's not it's not even that that deep. <laughs> What's your analysis, Doug? It's not deep. It's pretty simple. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but I think that people are becoming You know, more and more aware and uh, I guess comfortable with the idea of um, uh, corporations inside of their homes recording their every every uh, every detail, their their conversations until it's used against them. Like this court case about this guy that is a double homicide and Alexa may have recorded it. They're trying to get Amazon to turn over all the Alexa recordings from uh, this guy's house. Anyway, um, you know, people, you know, they're, they're always willing to give up a little privacy. I mean, when it comes to that, unless you're, you know, getting screwed by it, then you're all of a sudden you become a real, real lover of that Fourth Amendment once again, you know, and not incriminating yourself and in other things that are guaranteed to you under the Constitution. You're, you know, then then people start worrying about it. But um, interesting, I don't know that it would have caught anything. Maybe if it had. A you know gunshot, loud noises screaming. If, if it doesn't record that now, it may. Now, I just can't imagine, though, when I think about you know all of the conversations happening in all of the homes around the world, that, that all of that could be worth the resources, the electricity, and the you know worth storing. I mean, let's be honest, 99% of things that are said by human beings around America are probably uninteresting, even to advertisers, corporations, and to uh, Jeff Bezos, the government. Only so much of that can be potentially interesting (laughs) at all, at all. I mean, there's a lot of mind-numb conversations uh, that are going on around the world, and uh, recording them all just seems like kind of a a waste. I don't know. Um, So we're going to see if Alexa has been Keeping records, Google Maps is keeping track of your conversations with local businesses. This is a headline out of Engadget, which is a very mainstream tech blog. Last year, Google began rolling out a feature that let users message businesses through their Google profiles. Now, it's integrating that feature into the Maps. Any messages you sent to the business through the Google profiles will now be accessible in Maps for iOS and Android. Yeah, and I've got a, a funny thing. I went to a Mexican restaurant. Called Dos Boros right down the road. I don't know if this is, it's not that funny, but anyway, I took a picture and at some point I had a Google app, uh, one of the the mini privacy settings. It's like, oh, you're here. Would you, would you like to share this picture with other people? You know, before I went in and defuncted this this option, which you know is it really defuncted? I doubt it. I'm sure Google knows where the hell I'm at when I'm carrying the phone, but because uh, I don't live in La La Land, <laughs> that's why. Uh, so, um, I said sure, sure, and uh, you, it was just a picture of a margarita and a basket of corn chips and some salsa there. So it wasn't really revealing. But then they started sending me emails. Oh, you know, 475 users have have uh used your image to decide whether they wanted to go to Dos Burros Restaurant in Round Rock, Texas. Blah 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 blah. blah. Would you like to share more pictures? Would you like to, sh-, you know? And you realize that they're just monetizing you and getting people excited about how Google is generating revenue based on something free that they gave you. And of course there's never any discussion of revenue sharing or any kind of monetization that benefits you other than you get likes. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's what our economy is going to be based on. That's why my, my new theory is that uh instead of money, people will just get paid in likes and they'll get paid in uh, Instagram followers and, and things of the sort, and, then, and it'll be it'll be okay, and it won't matter that we have $13.5 trillion in probably unserviceable debt, quite honestly. Um, speaking of SEAL Team 6 members, um, this is interesting. I don't know if it has any tie-ins with Bin Laden, but while we're talking about it, uh, out of the intercept, the Navy has formally accused a member of SEAL Team 6 with choking a Green Beret to death last year and then using his field medic skills to cut open the victim's throat in an effort to fake a life-saving technique and cover up the murder. The gruesome details of an alleged murder of Army Staff Sergeant Logan Melger. I've uh, brought into question what the hell is going on with SEAL Team 6 and the Green Berets. Brings up questions about Pat Tillman. Or at least memories. It should for uh, us that are aware. Guys, quick break. Final segment. We'll close up shop on the other side. Stay tuned. Much more coming your way. It's Blacklisted Radio.
0: Many people write us about their experience with Extendivite. Allow me to read you some from Amazon.com. It really does work like the review says it does. I cannot believe that after the first few days, I didn't feel as sluggish or clogged up. It has had a profound impact on my physical, emotional well-being. I'm skeptical, as most people, about products and their claims, and I never write reviews. But this is a wonderful product, and I recommend it to everyone. Great product. It has brought my blood pressure from the mid-150s over the 80s to the mid-130s over mid-80s, along with diet and exercise in just the past couple of months. Excellent. Thank you, David. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com.
3: Extend your life with Extendivite. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel.
1: Alright, so anyway, going back to this Steel Team Six story about the assassination, the murder of Green Beret, the cover-up, and uh this now coming to light. Uh, this is actually uh, goes back into documents released by the military portray a premeditated assault that turned deadly, followed by a multi-step, months-long cover-up by the accused SEALs and Marines. Although um, all four of the elite operators were charged with murder, involuntary manslaughter, conspiracy, obstruction of justice, and burglary yesterday, the documents paint the Navy SEAL who allegedly choked Melgar – to death as the most sinister player. The Navy's not released the names of the servicemen, but the Intercept and other media outlets have previously identified the man who allegedly strangled him. So well you know it's um, you know a cover up of epic proportion. Um, they the four Q special operators were serving together on a counterterrorism task force based at the US Embassy in uh Malayan capital of uh, Mako unit provided intelligence and training for Malayan military forces. So I don't know exactly why. Um, and maybe if I dig a little deeper in this report, I just thought it was worth mentioning that, uh, you know, there are, there are bad things that are happening. And some of these people we consider, you know, sacrosanct when it comes to military operators. And we just celebrated uh, Armistice Day, better known as Veterans Day. Um, Just, what was it, last Monday? This Monday. So not too far removed from that. And, uh, well, most Americans will um, probably be on hold for the next, you know, seven weeks. We go into uh, Turkey Day, better known in this country as Thanksgiving and other uh, holy celebrations throughout the month of December. Um, So usually this is a pretty calm period where uh, rather than – You know, geopolitics being at the forefront, it's, of course, consumerism, (laughs) Black Friday sales, people beating the hell out of each other for cheap Chinese made products. Saw a report this week, not very interesting, but it's basically the largest shipping container company CEO saying that he has the data to prove that we're even more so now importing Chinese goods with Trump than we were just, you know. Uh, uh, several years ago, so that, you know, despite all of the, the talk, <laughs> it's a, despite all of the America first stuff that, you know, the U.S. is still importing tons of stuff from China, which isn't that shocking, but kind of goes to um, some things. You know, they're just slogans. Let's, let's reduce the amount of heat that is in the atmosphere. If you just give us your money, people, we can do that. Uh, I guess some of the interesting things, the the few interesting things or few revolutionary things that took place in the 2018 midterm elections. Marijuana dispensaries are now uh, authorized to start recreational sales in Massachusetts. That happened this Tuesday. I think Michigan went full Monty on weed. It's one of the the few things that is winning that Liberty lovers and I think people that listen to this show (laughs) – some of you, anyway, uh, can get it behind. Oh no! Is that that? It seems like the only thing that's different. The state's now making money on the front end of it, rather than the private prisons on the back end of it. Don't worry, you'll be paying for that legal marijuana one way or another. One way or another. All right, guys, quick. Oh nope, that's the end of the show. Yeah, see, that's the music that tells me it's time to go pretty excited about being back go another couple hours but we will we'll wait we'll do it next week for another live edition of blacklisted radio have a happy thanksgiving enjoy your friends and family be safe traveling and watch out for the tsa molesting all of that good stuff i'll be back next week for another live edition of blacklisted radio most likely until then take care
0: Many people tell us about their experience with extendivite. Just listen to what Glenn has to say. Prior to taking it, I had diabetic neuropathy. The extendivite reduced that significantly. Acid reflux was reduced. I had athlete's foot, very severe, trimmed that down to about 75% dandruff, almost completely gone. I had occipital, occipital neuralgia at the base of my skull. I was having migraines reduced by about 90%. Heart palpitations, my heart would kind of stall out, I would skip a beat. Very uncomfortable. And when walking from downstairs, going to sleep, by the time I got to the bedroom, which is just one flight of stairs, my heart was pounding, coming out of my chest. My vision was blurry. This completely solved that problem. Great product. Thanks. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life
3: with Extendivite this is